Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles and almost no cast. Ah. I'm David Knight, your Dungeon Master, and I'm joined by a single player this evening. Say hi, Hello. Ben. <laughs> ben! Ben's back, everybody! I'm back! Uh, and it'll be much more exciting when everybody else joins, but not for this episode, mate. Not for this episode. Oh. And Kidu had his spin-off, and now it's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for Orin and Petra's week of fun? Oh, yeah. A whole week? <laughs> a whole week, mate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's cue the theme tune. <gasps> Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice. Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice. Seize your sheets and d20. Let's play D&D You'll hang your character swaggers with daggers in each hand You've all discussed what you must, but even better laid plans Take a turn when checks are missed Roll initiative Brandish your blaze Don't fail your saves No risk too great, no choice too bold Listeners may recognize some of what I'm about to say. <laughs> Nestled in the tipple in Vernock Rise, you freed the spirit of Petragranius from her Beljar prison. Thankful for your aid and eager to retaliate against Adathal Chargelt, who had stolen her body, Petra listened to you all explain the current situation. She confirmed that Chargelt had been in regular contact with Wingthrup and Hastan, before she then helped Orin decipher the Henge research documents. They revealed that Chargelt was both trying to reconstruct a Henge to understand it better, whilst also attempting to figure out a way to make it transportable. You decided to head toward the Twain Tide Henge, and on to find Geramir Hastan. 
with Petra offering her skills in teleportation to make the journey that much quicker. The only issue, she needed a body in order to cast the spell. Orin's intelligence made him the prime candidate, and after he'd sent some messages to friends from the Woden Isles, Petra possessed Orin and teleported the party to a field near Kissing Beck, without Orin. That's where we pick it up. So, the feeling of being possessed by Petra. You are aware of your body, to some uh, extent. You've, you, you can feel it. You can kind of see what's going on, but it's very much. Uh, like a dreamy haze at the same time it's very distant but for the brief few moments that you experience this you feel a flow of magical energy and then all of a sudden Petra gives you back control as she'd promised that she would do she steps out but you are both still in the tipple and she uh, nobody else is just you and everyone else is gone just her and she goes Okay, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. I'm, um, I have to apologise. I, I perhaps wasn't being completely honest. Uh, how do I, uh, but I, 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 uh-huh. I, well, I just I need your help if, if that's okay. Um, uh, and I didn't want to, to hold anybody back. And I also felt like they would start a big argument and they'd probably say no. So I, I, I thought, well, this is the only way that it's going to happen. So, but but I, there, there are some things, and I think we need to go get some help because it's quite a big situation. And I'm very sorry, Ori, that I've separated you from everybody. Where, where, where are they? All? I've sent them to where I said they've gone to. They've, they're in Kissing Beck. They're, they're in. They're going to the, the henge. Uh, yes, near the henge, uh, as close as I could get them. Um, but uh, yes, I'm just. I, I, there, there are a lot of things that I think. Um, well, a lot of people that I, I need to contact, and um, well, and I just, I did, I thought it would probably be easier to try to explain that to you alone. But now that I'm saying that, I don't feel like. I don't, okay, I'm very sorry. Uh, and and they're all alright. As far as I know, yes, the spell worked. The spell. As far as you know, um, well, it, it nothing seemed to go wrong with the spell at the very least. Oh, where am I going to get to them? I, I will take you to them. I just need some help first, please. Some help? Yes. Um. Right. Well, this. Uh. This is a lot. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, very sorry. I, I. Yes, I have only apologies for you. Uh, I truly. Uh, and I am yeah, very I sorry. Yeah. I mean, you could have just asked. I could have done, but I. It was. It's much easier to ask one person than the whole party, and everybody seemed fairly intent on on, on going to see that demonologist. Yeah, they've got a, a lot to do. Enkidu's uh, yes. got a lot to do. Uh, and I thought it might just be quicker if it were just the two of us anyway. Quicker? Yes. Um, well, it, I, it's, it, I can bounce around and I can send more messages and the others will, will probably just talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do do that. That's true. Right. Well... Uh, how long do you need me? When go, uh, I'm not sure. It when depends. can I join them? It depends uh, on on how well it goes. On on how 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 what what goes? What uh, what you need to m- send messages to people? What, who? What? Where? Why? It's at that point when Juna's voice suddenly <laughs> enters your head in a very worried tone, wondering where you were. Looks like we're near that henge. Where are you? Are you okay? Are you with Petra? We can come and find you? Question mark. Juna, I'm okay. I'm with Petra. We didn't travel anywhere. Petra needs my help. She'll get me back to you when we're finished. Stay safe. Sorry, you're, you seem to go a bit distant there for a second. Sorry, right, uh, dis- heard someone. Uh, thought I heard someone. Okay, well, they seem fine. Oh, good. That's good. I'm here, you're here. 
Uh, right. Yes. Okay. So, so my intention is to, um, it might be very tricky. I have been out of the game for, um, 35 years, so. Yeah, you've been in a jar. Some of my friends might not be alive. Some of them might not be my friends anymore. And right. I, I need to contact them in various ways. We need to, we need to find people who can offer some aid in the way of further henge knowledge or perhaps prepare for a, a confrontation. For, for, sorry, what? Prepare for a confrontation? Yes, well, if, if this Chargelt is indeed, well, as we can assume that she is, doing something rather sordid within the consortium, we need to find a way to stop that from happening. Yeah. Let alone speaking of whatever, whatever is going to happen with these henges and their obsession with it. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's pretty high up in the consortium. Um, yes. You... You are she, her, you. Yes. Uh, this is really confusing, but uh, she's really high up in the consortium. Um, you want to try and take her on? Yes. But not, not just that. The situation is larger than just that. If, if, if I don't get my body back straight away, that is, that is not the aim here. The aim is to protect the country. This, whatever it is that the founders have been working on, everything that you've explained to me, it's... We need more people on side. Yeah, that's true. Not saying that that the Aprica lads aren't... Um, uh, Fate Mark 5, please. Fate Mark 5, then. Uh, if, if the others aren't here, I can call it what I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm sure you're very capable, but... I won't go that far. Perhaps we need people in stronger positions of power. Y- yeah. I, I think the issue with that is I don't know who on earth um, we can trust. You You say that you've known people but with all due respect you've been in a jar for a very long time um you don't know what's happened to them since or what side they're on or who they've been talking to or what ideas they've had in the last few decades um that is the worry yes um contacting anyone feels like it needs to be done carefully and it could take some time to convince them yeah also depends, yeah, well, again, how much you can trust them, how much they know already and how much you want to bring them into their, into the loop of, of what's going on. Well, there are a few people that I'm sure that I can trust. Yes, when I was, when I was younger, some very close friends uh, who, who, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm certain it, it depends what, what she's been doing with me, with my body since, really. Oh, that's true. I hadn't thought of that. Um, as far as your friends are concerned, you've been around the whole time. Well, yes. David, quick question. Does, yeah. does Petra's spirit look like Petra enough that people would like recognise her? Yeah, she looks much like her portrait that you saw, like young yeah. Petra. You've not yeah. seen current Petra, but you can imagine that she is a slightly older woman. Whereas, yeah, the person that you're looking at, or sort of the, the unbodied spirit it seems to be of that kind of 35 year old age yeah not someone who is like arch magi older 70 odd as you'd expect yeah so yeah in that you can imagine if that if she appeared she hasn't changed since she was younger yeah okay well maybe if we can take you or or get you through or get you to talk to some of these old friends um that's gonna be quite a story to explain 
to them? Well, yes. Um, so, you agree, then? I'm going to be honest, it feels like an awfully long walk to get to the very cold tea place by myself, so... Thank you, Warren. I guess. Yeah. Good. Let's do this. Okay. I've got a favour to ask, though, in return. Yes, of, co- of course, absolutely. Orin pulls out the application to the <laughs> Arcanist <laughs> Consortium. I'm not asking you to do my homework for me, but maybe we can have a bit of a chat about these questions if we get a bit of time. <laughs> absolutely, yes. Um, we'll do some homework together, of course. Yeah, a bit of a study club. Bit of a study club, yes. Okay, wonderful. So, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to um, we'll step into you again. Okay. I, I've still got some energy and power left. I, I, I'll be able to contact a few people, take us to where we need to go, and it might, um, I might be in there a, a short while whilst we figure this out. How long is a short while? Well, I'll let you know when you need to go to the toilet, okay? <laughs> okay. Is, is there some sort of signal I can give you somehow from inside if I need to get out? Um, well, I, I had quite a good sense of your body, so... I'll at least know when you need to go. No, and... not just thinking of the loot. I oh. mean, generally, if I need to uh, uh, take control again. Yes. Um, did you ever speak to your your friend about... Um, he had a, a few travellers with him. Inside, I mean. Oh, what, in Kidu? Yes. Uh, yeah, we've, we've chatted about... What, sorry, hang on. Is this new information to me that she knows about the people inside him? Uh, yeah, it would be, actually. Okay. So, wait, how? Sorry. There was a moment earlier when he was, he stopped to, well, he had a whole conversation with a tiefling woman. And, when? And it was very fast, but I very much knew it. Uh, uh, earlier today, uh, when, uh, when you learnt that um, that piece of paper had been used by somebody, well, and now I believe one of his travellers. Travellers? The people in... One of the spirits with him. I don't know. The travellers. Well, I, I saw. I saw something, and um, oh, well, I just wondered if he, if they had a system. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if they've got a system. Um, I feel like sometimes one of them turns up uninvited. Oh, I've certainly seen that happening. Um, not a very nice one. Uh, okay. Um, do you have any? Not nice people already within you? I don't think I've got anyone. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. Um, I didn't think so when I possessed you earlier. Um, okay. What are there other people who've got travellers inside them? Is that something you've seen before? Uh, I don't know a lot about it. Some, some people take other spirits within them, yes. In the way like my friend does. He seemed to have... Quite a, it was quite a pull on his... There's quite a few of them. We saw them once in a... a uh, long story. Uh, we sort of saw images of them once. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't want to get too close in case I got caught in the net, so to speak. Yeah. But I, I've, I've, I've known other people have um, ethereal contacts and um, patrons of, of different kinds. Is he, is he... I assumed he was something of that ilk. Are they... Certainly seem to be able to give him, uh, I don't know if they're his abilities or or their own abilities or where it comes from, but he summoned a thing uh, the other day, weird, shadowy 
creaturey thing when we were downstairs where we found you. Hmm. That seemed to be related to one of the travellers inside him. Maybe it, it was one of the travellers inside him. The, the big shadow spawn thing. Oh. I think you saw it. <laughs> I think Petra saw it, didn't she? Uh, I didn't see anything. Uh, when I was picked up off of the shelf, I was put into a bag rather quickly. Fair enough. Right, well, anyway, he, he summoned a, a sort of shadowy creature and it, it, it appeared almost to be one of the travellers inside his head. Oh. And there's, there's other magic and stuff that he can do. I, I feel like, I don't know if he, if he knows how it works entirely, if I'm honest. Well, if, if, if they don't have a... I thought perhaps that was a way to uh, communicate. Um, just scream really loudly. Okay. And we'll hope that works. Okay. Well, and if not, I, I'll, I'll try to, I'll give you breaks and I won't, um, exhaust you physically as much as possible. Thanks. Appreciate that. Just, just sorry, before I, uh, you, you go back inside, the other people you know or knew with travellers, you said you didn't want to get caught in the web. What, have they... Trapped other souls, travellers, people inside them? Well, others that I've known, it's, it's not quite as it appeared with your friend. Um, others like have um, almost like spiritual guides of, of sorts, you know, um, regular uh, undead or, or, or ancestors that they, they, they speak to. And some might carry totems and trinkets that they use to help contact those spirits and they come to them. But, and in that, some occasionally would carry those spirits within them for a short time but your friend to be some uh, your friend seemed to be something slightly different it seemed to be more of a i don't know a void of some kind i felt if i got too close perhaps i would have been stuck oh yes well if there's anything else that um you want me to do anything else i can help with um then just let me know and i can okay Take us places, I suppose. Right, okay. Where, where are we going first, or is it all a big surprise? I happen to know Waylon Delaveau. Is he still alive? Um, do I know if Waylon Delaveau is alive? I've heard Orin of the Delaveau. Uh, you wouldn't, Orin wouldn't know about the yeah. Laveau family. Other than Tula Delaveau. Apart from Tula, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't say I've heard of Waylon. The Delaveaux, uh... Yeah, I've heard of them. Oh, good. Um, well, um, when I first joined the consortium, the Laveaux, um well, I was actually working in their household at the time. Uh, and when I said that they wished, I wished to apply, they, they uh, organised well, my application form for me. Oh, they helped you with your homework? Yes, yes. I'm just rather hoping that they can, well, that I still have some connection in some way. We, we met one of their... Staff? Gus? <laughs> oh? Um, that's about as good a connection as we've got, I'm afraid. Okay. Well, it might be a few messages, then, in that case. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? <sighs> yeah, go on. Good. Uh, and I will keep you safe. I've made that promise to your friends, okay? Yeah, I'd appreciate that. Just, I will get out of trouble as soon as... If... It, there won't be any trouble, but if there were trouble, I won't. I'm going to keep you safe. Okay. Okay. When you're not in my body, mm. are you able to do anything? She kind of like waves her hands in a very <laughs> conjury kind of way, and she's okay. Nothing. 
So if you're not in my body, I'm on my own. Yes. Okay. Good to know. Okay. All right, let's get this over with. And she sort of steps in for a hug (laughs) and disappears within you. It is an odd experience, again, sort of being suddenly pushed backwards into your own body. And you are aware of her casting spells. You are aware of her suddenly reaching out. Like, the the feeling of the way that you channel magic into the things that you make, that is happening throughout your whole body. But after a few hours, it seems to get more and more distant. Oh. And even more distant. To the point that you're almost feeling like you're falling asleep. And there's a real sense of just relaxation within your body and not having an awareness the longer that she is in you. Can I fight against it or it's just sort of... You can, yeah. Um, how how would you fight against it? Out of curiosity. I think... I can I can sort of see what what she's seeing. I can, can I, like, see and hear what's going on around? To begin with, but even that, it's kind of becoming... Like, hazy and blurred. Yeah. I think Orin would try and, like, focus on, on what she's seeing through him and, like, really try and... That sort of thing when you you can feel yourself dropping off to sleep and you're mm-hmm. just, like, really trying to, like, focus in on, on... Okay, come on, pay attention to this, like, you know, in a dull lecture sort of way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> where yeah, sleep feels inevitable. But um, if I really concentrate on what they're saying, maybe I can stave off sleep for another few minutes sort yeah. of feel and there is an awareness like as you're sort of fighting and like the 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 vision is constantly sort of clearing a little bit and then sort of drifting back each time it clears you're not quite sure how long has passed yikes for a for a brief while you're in the tipple Ooh. that same room is still happening as she seems to be what you can assume is sending messages out talking to people but then you do fall back into that slumber feeling. Yeah. Just a little bit longer than the other times. And when you sort of blink, she's not there. She's on the streets of Fallos Vale. You don't quite recognize exactly where, but like from the style of the buildings, from the, the, the ambient noise that you can hear, you're like, oh, we're back in the city. But then even then you sort of drift back a little bit more. And then suddenly you're awake very clearly awake as you can feel her stepping away from your body and you find yourself in a very opulent room the silver work everywhere uh you're on a very deep blue sofa uh and sitting opposite you in a couple of equally plush chairs um there's one man olive skin he's got swept back dark hair a trimmed beard wearing it like this big padded jerkin with uh, silver wings emblazoned across the lapels. Beside him is a very old man. Silver wings, just to double check. Uh, that's, uh, clip the silver wings. That's, um... Oh, I haven't played for a long time. Uh, what's he called? Uh... That's Berrien. Berrien, thank you. Yeah, that's Berrien's sigil. But yeah, and next to him is a much older man. Balding, slightly wispy hair. Spectacles on the end of his nose, but equally dressed in these very lush clearly expensive uh, robes and you realise that your mouth has been moving as if you're mid-conversation and Petra says 
yes, see, here I am. Um, as I was telling you, uh, this is my friend Orin. Orin, this is Waylon Delaveau. Gesturing to the old man. Uh, and Lord Ulamas Berry. Ulamas, is that right? The, old, the other gentleman nods. She says, uh, yes, Lord Berrien, who seems to be uh, a friend of Waylon and uh, thought it was... Um, well, yes, anyway, um, as you can see... <laughs> literally just thrown my pencil on the floor yeah. in excitement. <laughs> it's Lord Berrien. As you can see, um, I am telling the truth, clearly. Um, separated from my body, and the current Petrogranius is not me. And sort of the two men look at each other, look back at the sudden spirit of Petra, looks over at you, Orin. Hi. And Berrien drinks a sip of wine. And simply says, And what do you want me to do about this, exactly? Y- you asking me? Well, either of you. Uh, I mean, Petra's probably the one with all the answers. Uh, she she needs a, a body back. And, um, yeah. She tells me you um, you have some connection with Prevos, is that correct? Ah, uh, paths have crossed. I just think it's very interesting that you didn't want to go to him for help. Is it like a, a dry smirk between him and the old man? Maybe we don't know him that well. Petra steps forward a little bit, slightly in the way. Um, so, yes, going to leave it up to you what to do about Chargirt, Lord Berrien. I suggest uh, perhaps liaising with the other Archmagi, using the Lord's Assembly to confront Chargirt with their aid. Uh, and he kind of like holds up a small hand and says, There's, there is some danger in such a political move. The Lord's Assembly really does not conduct itself in such a manner. Ah, getting involved with consortium affairs, that won't do well, will it? Um, no, maybe, maybe not. You don't want to, you don't want to meddle. There's one <laughs> looking at Lord Berry. <laughs> yes, the last thing anyone wants is a civil war between the Lord's Assembly and the well, a fractured consortium at that point. Yeah. How exactly did the two of you come into contact? Well, me and Petra. Yes. <laughs> uh, through a friend. Mutual friend. Uh, now, is that a deception? Is that a... <laughs> uh, that's not a lie. <laughs> not technically a lie. <laughs> um, Orin is obviously <laughs> not, not, not being an open book. <laughs> but he ain't lying about it. At this point, anyway. And kind of... Well, this is information worth knowing, but... We'll have to take it into some consideration. Petra kind of nods, at which point the very old man suddenly leans forward and goes, I don't need to be rude, but 
the presence of a spirit such as this, being presented with death, so to speak, is making me quite uncomfortable for my advanced age, you see. Could you possibly... Uh, um, uh, Petra prefers the term unbodied, by the way. Oh. Uh, well, could you re-body, then, please? What, back in... Oh, I see. Yes, it's just easier to talk to someone when I, I don't feel like I'm about to be possessed, you know? Uh, yeah, um... Unless you have anything to contribute, young man. Uh, I, I, I guess... I guess not. Um... Wonderful. Well, Petra Beard, dear. Kind of, she uh, looks incredibly awkward. Um, <laughs> looks over at you like, is it okay? Oren is trying to weigh up whether he wants to whether he wants to ask Ben is desperately trying to remember what he wants to ask Berrien at this point because I feel like <laughs> I feel like I have a million questions for Berrien but um, also aware that now when Petra's asking him for stuff is maybe not the moment. Um, <laughs> just uh, well, I'm in a room with you, Lord Berrien. How's the Plans for the succession going? Very well, thank you. I'll be heading down to Mervi to confront uh, Jarella. She seems to think that I have no claim, but <laughs> clearly she is mistaken. Oh, really? Got a good, strong claim, have you? I have enough of a claim. Lots of supporters behind you? Where it matters, yes. Okay. Loyal, are they? It's better to assume that nobody who supports me is loyal. How wise. And you? Are you loyal to Prevost? Not necessarily. Exactly. And there we have it. The old man. Um, uh, <laughs> like, yes, yes, okay, okay. Um, Orin, speak shortly, okay? Yep. And again, she sort of almost sits down on your lap. And again, you just feel David, yourself. Mm-hmm. Just before she does that. Yeah. Where's Aggie? Uh, next to you. She's next to me. Yeah. She's out. She's, yeah, yeah, she's there. She's like, you've following got us around. Bag. She's kind of like, yeah, perched Thank on top you. of your bag. Lovely. Yeah. No, she Aggie's with you. <laughs> Great. She's out and about. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. In which case, I will repair myself and let it happen. Drift back in. So, again, you're not sure how long it's been. And you are catching glimpses of dinners, uh, breakfasts. You feel like your body is asleep at one point. Perhaps a couple of times. And then you are in a much less opulent room. Uh, And there's a nice, almost like salty, it's daylight. There's like a saltiness to the air that is wafting in from an open window. And Petra says, "Um, Sorry, Orion, I might have gotten a little carried away there. Um, I'd rather had a fun time. Uh, It was very nice and... uh, I, well, I, I figured out how to do the toilet thing. Um, <laughs> and, um, Orin decides not to think about that. 
<laughs> but uh, I did promise that we'd do some homework, so um, now that we have some time, um, I've prepared some meetings, and, um, well, I, I, I thought we could do that. Okay. Uh, how long has it been? It, time in there is weird. In there, in me. Uh, however that works, time is weird. Uh, how long has it been? A few days. Three days? Three days? Yes. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. I just I just very much enjoyed having a body again, and I know it's your body and not my body, but just being able to feel and taste and um cough. It was it was so nice to <laughs> cough or in Oh <laughs> uh, right, okay. I guess Get I've never thought stuck about... up my nose and Oh, like that. have an itchy chin. It's just. Oh yeah, it does get itchy. It was. It was really nice. Oh right, okay. Uh, Orin just sort of pats himself down, just to sort of make sure everything is where he left it. Um, nothing sort of out of place or. So yeah, the room that you're in, it very clearly like a like an in bedroom, like a, a hired room. Um, your bag is on a chair. Aggie is kind of like pottering about on a table, <laughs> and everything is is there. The book's still there. All of your money is still there as well. It doesn't seem like she's spent a lot, uh, if anything, from a quick glance. Good. No repeats of Russell here. No repeats of <laughs> No, no, no. She has kept everything. <laughs> and you feel... <laughs> you feel very full of food. You do feel like she has been like, let's get eating. <laughs> Whether or not there is like an extra like weight around your belly, who knows, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you've 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 had you've had a good few days of being fed, <laughs> well fed, amazing. Um, I'll go over and like play with Aggie for a minute, check that she's doing okay, and uh, and then I'll I'll come back to her and go. Um, I don't know who else I've met, you've met, we've met, uh, but Lord Berrien, I I don't know if he's someone you want to be friends with. He seemed perfectly charming. I mean, after the initial shock, of course. Did you know him before? No. Wayland put me in contact. Seems the Laveaux and Berrien have quite a strong working relationship in that way. And uh, Lord Berrien, as I understand it, has, has uh, is in the running, as it were, for the throne. He has an army, which sounds like it could become very useful if, if, if directed in the, in the right way. I don't think it would be directed in the right way. Uh, why? We've met some of his followers in the past. Yeah, uh, they're not lovely people at all. At least the ones who are following him willingly. And there is a big question mark about how many are doing that. Well, you, sh- you shouldn't really judge people by their followers in no kind of way. No, I'm not judging him by them as such, more what he's doing to them. What's he doing to them? Okay, look, Petra, you've been in charge of my body for three days, so I feel like we're at a point of trust, right? Yes, I should hope so. He's... I do trust you, Warren, and... Uh, well, you've all... You and, and the other fate marked... You five. You do have fate mark five. Five, five, yeah. or five of you. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't work by you itself. Have... It's just fate mark. That doesn't. It's, it's not catching. No. No. It no. needs to be fate mark five. Fate mark. I see why the others say Africa lads. 
sort of single word. <laughs> Never glad. It's, it's just um, not. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, my point is anyway. Um, you are all very much on the right side of things, as far as I'm concerned. So yes, you have my trust. Yeah. In which case, I just, I, I wouldn't trust Lord Berin, uh, an inch. Ah, well, um, he seems to be on board at the very least for the moment. I didn't tell him everything, just the Chargelt situation. Right. If he can use some political means and contacts to unseat her, at the very least, that could, that, that could help. Did he say how he's going to go about it? Is he going to be open about it? Is he going to, he's going to try and manoeuvre behind the scenes? I don't think he's going to call her out in the, in the streets, no. No. But obviously a man of his position, he has direct access to, uh, to many of the, of the, the reigning lords. The, um, he can organise meetings with the Archmagi themselves, uh, if he's so needed. Yeah. Just a bit worried about what he's going to be getting up to. He... He seems to want power at any cost. Hmm. And he's not been going about it in a good way. Okay. Well, perhaps that was a mistake then. Um, okay. Okay. I mean, maybe I should have said something in the room, but I, I didn't even know probably, where I was, to be honest. Probably not better to say it to his no. face when I was trying to explain this situation, but no. Okay. Well, as far as I could tell, whilst he had political power, he had no magical power. So... If we can resolve the situation, hopefully we can sort him right out afterwards, if he's still a problem. I think he might be a problem. Okay. Uh, he might be a problem a bit above our pay grade as well. But, I mean, not if Enkidu would have anything to do with it. Enkidu would say, uh, that's very much our pay grade and we should be deciding who's king and everything else. Um, or monarch. Uh, but, yeah. Um. Speaking of the monarchy, uh-huh. um, after studying, of course, we are going to study. You must study if you're going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Get you know, access to the consortium. Yeah, uh, but we're in Mervai, and oh, we're in Mervai. Well, there are some people that I need to speak to, but they're currently in the palace. Ah, uh, so I have every uh, intent on keeping you safe, but I am going to have to walk into the palace. To reach them. Just as a heads up. Okay. Studying first, okay, young man? St- studying first, okay. Well, into the palace. Into the palace. It's okay, I know. I've been there before. Uh, I know we... how to get in and out. In a sort of invited way or in a sort of sneaky, sneaky <laughs> way? Sneaky, sneaky way, yes. okay. Right. Yes. Um, it's okay. I should be able to contact her fairly quickly. Okay. There are some more cautions there, you see. Uh, ambassadors oh. and the such like on business, and I figured, well, they know we're coming. Uh, you've been in touch with them already? Uh, with my contact amongst the Orcosians, yes. I figured if we're going to ask about the Hengers, we should just ask the people who who know more about them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, that's amazing. They're arcane uh, folks, these, these Orcosians. Not as such, no. No, okay. Um, not my contact at the very least, but she might well put us in, into contact with others if she can't tell us herself. I mean, Gwen would be fascinated. Uh, well, Junior too. I mean, we all would, obviously. Well, yes. If there's a chance to learn more about the Henges, uh, and what, what they're for, and 
what someone is doing with them. Uh, someone in your body, potentially. Mm. But that meeting's not until tomorrow, so tonight we study. Okay, yes. Right, we study. Right, open the book. <laughs> I can't because... <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I'm like this, but... <laughs> I pull out Venestad Alessium's compendium. <laughs> Pop it on the table. Is there a table? <laughs> yeah, there's a little table in the room. Pop it on the table. Fish it open. Right, I've already made a bit of a start on it. I've not got very far yet, but actually it seems quite simple, quite a lot of it. Wonderful. Ignore all of that. This is how it works. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. And she then goes on to explain her own thesis <laughs> on Venestad Alessius's compendium. <laughs> Grace here, keeping you updated with all things No Small Roles related. Myself and Ben had a wonderful time at MCM Comic Con. If we met you there, thank you so much for taking the time to give No Small Roles a listen. Though, if this is the first episode you're giving a try, it would make a lot more sense to go back to the beginning. I promise you it's worth it. We recommend listening to the first eight episodes in full and then making your mind up after that. There are also some recap options, though, if you want to get caught up a little sooner. Either way, we hope you enjoy No Small Roles. We're still in the process of sharing photos and highlights from Comic-Con, so if you want to see what we got up to, including Ben's first ever cosplay, check out at No Small Roles on Instagram and X, and find us on Facebook by searching No Small Roles. For those of you who are based in the south of England, Vicky and Ben will be touring Fuller's Pubs once again this Christmas in Open Bar's beloved and magical production of A Christmas Carol. If any of you are based in London or a commutable distance from London, I will be playing Daisy the Cow in Panto at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. And for those of you across the pond, if you are in the Denver or Boston area, Daryl Bailey is headed your way with Yippie Kaye between the 19th and the 31st of December. The perfect Christmas show. For ticket links and other bits and bobs, head to our show notes. As always, we'd be super grateful if you would take a moment to rate us on Spotify and you can also rate and review us on iTunes and Podchaser. We're really keen to help more people find the show and your recommendations are the best way to do that. That's all from me for now. Let's get you back to the original Abracalad, Orin. So after a night of magical study and a good rest in your own body and a lovely stroll through the streets of Mervai, Mervai has an air of Fallos Vale but almost feels busier in some ways. It feels much more, whereas Fallos Vale had quiet spots throughout it. Mervai feels slightly more condensed, hmm. but it's also definitely got much more money uh, mm. having been thrown at the place. So the buildings are you know, more repaired in places. They, they're a slightly modern style. Rather than trying to repair old things, they seem to have just like knocked and rebuilt new ones. Uh, apart from the Halcron Palace, which sits atop... Halcron. Uh, the Royal Palace sits atop, like, the ridge of the city. And everything kind of, like, leads up to it, sat right there. The sea, the Shivered Shore, is right there as well. And whilst you can't see the Woden Isles from the shoreline and from the docks, 
Mm-hmm. You, it's, there is just definitely that sense and that knowledge that you're looking toward them as you kind of look south. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very nice place. Petra remains behind whilst you go for a walk. And nothing bad happens. It's just a lovely stroll being in your own body for a bit. A little aside, mm-hmm. when I've woken up in the morning, mm-hmm. if there's been an opportunity when Petra's sort of not been obviously around, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's happened, but I w- would have also asked Aggie to print out a little status report for me <laughs> of what's happened the day before. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there's... um. Yeah, this, 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 so to she make gives, you she gives you the privacy. What uh, Orin's been up to? Yeah. Been up to? <laughs> it only, only it's only the day before, I think. She definitely uh, gives you moments of privacy. Like she's very aware that she's maybe overstepped the bounds a little bit in having used you for a few days. So she seems to be giving you space, even with an air of like being on hand just in case. Aggie does print out a full report. It takes ten minutes. <laughs> this like stream of paper coming out of her mouth. And actually, it doesn't seem to be anything damning. It doesn't seem to be anything shocking in any way. It really is just a list of <laughs> of meals that Petra <laughs> has had with people. Second breakfast. What second, second breakfast, third, Aggie? <laughs> conversations that she's had. Um, and they've mostly been polite conversation over dinner and things. From the sounds of it, she stayed with Waylon and Lord Berrien for most of those three days mm. and then came to Mervi, bought this uh sort of paid for this room and has been sat there sending more messages to like confirm where people are yeah um and so yeah aggie's report is mostly filled with like the tail end of the trip with berrien and then yeah just a description of petra sending casting lots of magic from your body <laughs> and eating lots of food so yeah, I I will happily wander up towards the palace, mm-hmm. sort of aware when I'm walking up to the palace. Uh, I don't know how much Enkidu has sort of told me about the physical palace in the past. Mm. I I think Orin would be having that thing when you've heard about uh the Statue of Liberty or something. Oh, it's like I've been to America recently, <laughs> and then you sort of see it for the first time. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like one thing to have an awareness of it, and then yeah. seeing it. Yeah, and it's it's one of those like in your head, you're like, it's the royal palace. This is like the throne is in there. Like the steward is like runs the country partly from there. Obviously, the Lords Assembly up in Forlos Vale, they do laws and stuff. But it is not as big as you were expecting. <laughs> It's one of those that you're like, this is like the seat of power. Yeah. Uh, And actually, you could, you know, walk around it quite easily, like encircle it. Uh, Cool. Like it's got very nice turrets. The the stone, the brickwork is very old. It's lush. There's, you know, you can see beyond through some gates. There's obviously crowds of people trying to peer through the gates as well. There's some beautiful like marble colonnades further up and like the gardens inside. They look lovely. Also, it's not, it's not as grand as, <laughs> as you were yeah. expecting. Sort of Petra has been hiding herself in your bag. <laughs> She's kind of found a little way to sit within Aggie as much as possible <laughs> and squeeze herself down. She doesn't like it because it reminds her of being in the bell jar. But, oh. you know, like, so you've been able to like walk around with her on hand and you sort of you realize that you're, as you're encircling the castle, 
that there is a quiet spot. Nobody seems to be around. So she pops out. Okay. Um, could I step in again? Okay. Uh, and you're going inside there? That's right. He says, looking at the... So, and going in there. You're going to keep her safe. Keep her safe. Um, and speak to Sigrid, is her name. Sigrid. Yep. Um, organize a quick meeting with her. I'll let her know that I'm around. And then we can have a quick chat. Chat, 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 chat. And then bam for way. Are you going to pop out of my body for a bit during this chat? Or... Yes, I think uh, I think so. Okay. I'll explain what's happening. Yes. Okay. She, I've tried explaining it through messages and sendings and such, but it, it's just easier to show. Yeah. Show rather than tell, as it were. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that said. <laughs> yes. Okay, right, let's go. And, yeah, she steps into you, and there is... Maybe it's because you've had a full day back to being yourself again. The connection is not as blurry. Like, you are, you've got a bit more of an awareness of where she is. And she walks through the walls. She casts a bit of magic and just walks through the stonework into bushes, into the gardens beyond. And clearly, from the way that she's moving and from, like, the brief glimpses that you're getting, she knows where she is in this palace. Like, she's definitely been here before. Even if some of the garden layout has, like, changed since she was there... There is a very definite, I know where I'm going. Eventually, she kind of settles down in a bush somewhere. And you see, after a while, the whole time, guards walking around. Lovely, lots of guards. Uh, Obviously, it's a palace. Uh, But she has been, like, managing to avoid them. But she hides herself in a bush, and you get the sense, as it does start to become slightly blurrier. You're just seeing, like, a small group of people strolling through the garden having a chat. And you hear, and you feel yourself calling out to one of them. But then as that person kind of, like, wanders over toward the bush, there's a lot of, like, interference going on. And you are sensing Juna, to put it in a better way. You are hearing, like... Just like the sense of when Juna sends you messages. There is a brief moment of that. And you can tell that Petra is not in the mood for it. And is trying to, like, deal with that. Whilst also deal with this other, like, sort of talk to this other person. Just organize things. Um, And then it kind of, all of this confusion, like, sort of pushes you even further back. And when you come to, you are not in the garden anymore. You are in a room. And it's very much with the, the same sort of, marble uh, decorations looks like a room within the palace clearly some kind of guest suite but it's just the two of you Petra pops out she says uh, right so secret will be long in a minute um, this is her room right apparently okay um, we're safe it's all good nobody has seen us as far as I know you've just snuck all the way in here well yes uh, yes but she knows you're coming she knows yes okay. so she's going to come back here just have to briefly wait. I felt like I heard Juna a minute ago. Oh, yes. She was... I was... Well, there was a, a, a scrying orb. And... Well, she seemed to be watching my friend. So um, I, I stopped that. And then Juna... She, she was she watching must... Secret. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Juna contacted me. Uh, I'm very confused. But apparently she knows Secret. 
Juna does. From my understanding, it's very confusing. I was just, I wasn't really paying attention, I'll be honest, Orin. What with being in the middle oh, of the palace What and... secrets? Uh, what does she look like? She's an Orcosian woman. Braided hair, she's very big. Warrior type, huzzah. Right. Juna knows her. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Surprised me too. Oh. Uh, but there you are. And it's at that point that the door, there's a small knock, and Sigrid appears. She walks into the room. And she is very much like the bodyguard. She is big. She is looking quite intimidating. And even though she's clearly in some kind of like dress uniform and there's no obvious weapons about her, you can tell that she is formidable. Yeah. It's kind of Kasula-esque in that sort of way. Yeah, in that kind of way, in kind of an Orcosian way. Yeah. But she kind of stops at the door looks at Petra, looks at you, Oren. So, you were talking the truth then, Petra? And she nods. Yes, um, this is Oren, uh, the, my Hi. Um, uh, host. Is that, you're not really my host. My friend, Oren. Okay, let's go with my, that. My carriage. <laughs> <laughs> let's not uh, go with that. No, okay. Um, well, uh, Oren, secret, secret, Oren, Oren, secret. Um, Sigrid is a part of the uh, Orcosian ambassadorial party um, on business. And, well, I, I figured if anybody knows about these things, Sigrid would have some sense. Yeah. Um, we'd be very grateful for any knowledge you can impart. I don't know how much Petra's already filled you in. Not a lot. She wants to know about tenges, right? Yeah. I'm... Um, very interested in henges. Okay. And what would, uh, what do you want to know? Well, this I is guess... very odd, Petra. I like you though, little man. You seem nice. Thanks. Ah, uh, Orin looks awkward. <laughs> um, please great. sit, sit on the bed, on the uh, sofa, okay. wherever you please. Thanks. Orin pulls out Aggie, sits, sits on the bed. <laughs> ah, wonderful, a teapot. <laughs> oh yeah, you can use her as a teapot. Do you want tea? Oh, is she not the teapot? Oh, well, she's, she is, but uh, she's so much more now. You're very attached to your teapot. <laughs> um, Aggie, boil. <laughs> oh, it has a name. Uh, yes, this is Aggie. Hello, Aggie. Aggie, secret, secret, Aggie. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll send Aggie over to, <laughs> to <laughs> the honk. <laughs> she kind of like awkwardly picks it up, by, uh, picks Aggie up by the handle and is like, <laughs> Like almost like trying to handshake it. <laughs> it's like okay, and it just works like a kettle. Yes. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. She can be a kettle. That's Wonderful. Fine. Okay. Um, starts preparing tea in a corner. <laughs> um. Yes. Now I don't have long because yeah. I'm supposed to be on duty, but okay. it seems quite pressing. This it is it is pretty vital. Um, I wonder. I mean, I'd really be grateful for anything that you're prepared to share about henges. We. Come across a couple on our travels, and um, we're just really curious about what exactly they're for. Uh, I don't know what they're for. Yeah, they are not for anything. But they must have been built by someone. At one point, I know they're very old. 
Yes, older than any of us. Older than any of our cultures. Oh, really? Yes, they, uh... We all cautions we know of the hinges, but... It is much more... Much more of a... Of an ancestral belief. They are monuments to our ancestors. Uh, those who came before us. And our spiritual leaders look after them and protect them. So they sort of guarded or... or they uh, should be. Yeah. Respect should be paid to them. Cool. Uh, but and that is part of the issue with having been pushed out of these lands. Is that the way we respect them is not the way the Dravenian... Are you Dravenian? Uh, no. Good. The way these people... Do not respect them and leave them to to break apart and ruin. It's not, it's not respectful. It's not right. I, I really, they've just been the henges around here have just been. Ask any any Dravenian. They do not know where the nearest henge is. No, that's probably true, or a lot of them wouldn't anyway. And therefore, it is wrong. How many are in Orkosh? Mm. There are five that I know. There are some smaller ones dotted here and there, but five of the great henges. Small ones. You must know of Ash Henge at the very least. Everyone knows of that. That is our yeah. prime henge, yes. Yeah, I've heard of Ash Henge. On top of the mountain, yes. Oh, right, okay. Many people take many great pilgrimages through the henges and uh, they will visit all of them. Have you visited them all? Of course. And they're not used for anything? I mean... Mm. They're sites of significant magic, from what I understand. Well, yes. They are... They are the homes of... Uh, we call them uh, Egregor. Egregor. You have this word? Uh, no. Oh. Well, they... They are the beings of... Of those who came before. Not like... Petra, not like this ghost. Are you ghost Petra? And she? <laughs> uh, not, not quite a ghost. Um, she prefers uh, unbodied. Unbodied, yes, I prefer the term yeah. unbodied. Because my body is not dead, I just don't control it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is like this. Uh, not like this. It is more the home of, 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 uh, of your people. As such. And that's why you re must respect them. David, I've never heard of the Egregor before, I'm assuming. Never heard of the Egregor, no. Egregor, sorry. Egregor. Yeah. yeah. The Egregor. Were they. Uh, were they. Uh, people like us? Or. I don't know. Well, there must be stories. Oh, many stories. Well, tell me a story. Uh, I don't know if there were people. So, Ash Henge. Uh, there is a story of the nine dancing maidens who a fire raged within the, the village and they approached the fire and convinced it. They said, ah, you must teach us how to dance. And it taught them, but whilst it was teaching them, they performed a little ritual and captured the fire. But as they were capturing the fire, the fire knew that and burnt them. And now there are nine stones and no fire. Oh, they became the Henge? Uh, yes. Oh, right. And the Egregor, uh, in any of the stories, 
they're not like bigger than us, sort of giants, titans. No. Just normal sized people. Not people. They're not beings as such. Okay. Or ethereal. Yes, they are. They are respect. They are people. But not. They are not a people. They are just people. That is how it is. I see. And you haven't ever heard of a, a a key for a henge, have you? A henge key. No. What is this? I I honestly don't really know. <laughs> but <laughs> I am not the spiritual leader. I prefer to fight things, but I in the stories I do not know of keys. No. And all the henges are. They're ancient, aren't they? They're all hundreds, thousands, thousands and thousands of years yes, old. Yes, we don't know how old. That is why we respect yeah. them. You wouldn't get a new one. New ones wouldn't ever turn up or be built. Or... Not in my lifetime. No, no one's danced and become a henge. I don't think so. I feel like it would make the, the news if it did. I feel like if people were dancing and turning into stone, it would, uh, yes, raise some eyebrows. <laughs> And there aren't stories of them being a gateway, a doorway, um, a pathway through somewhere, from somewhere, to somewhere. You can walk between them, but between the stones, but they are, they have paths through them sometimes, but they are not, I think you mean this in the magical sense. I, I do, yeah. I, not I, yeah. in the magical sense. Not a tourist trail no. so much. But if you dance around the Nine of uh, Ashhenge, you can hear the fire. Oh, really? You can hear it crackle, feel its warmth, yes. Maybe it is just warm because you are dancing. It's hard to say. But you feel warm. Yeah. It's like you pick up a seashell anywhere and you can hear the shivered shore wherever you are, I'm told. Yes, I, yes, like seashells, yes. Yeah, a bit like that. Is this all you need to know? I mean, it's it's useful to hear. I feel like it, unfortunately, it doesn't quite answer the questions I had. I'm sorry. As I say, this is not something that is, that is new. A lot of it is forgotten. Yeah. You don't know where I'd find out a bit more information, do you? Or, or who might know? The spiritual leaders, they know more. The caretakers uh, of the henges. But they do not leave Okosh. They stay with their henge. They each, right, they each stay with their henge. Yes. They care for it and protect it and listen to it. Okay. No, no easy way of getting in touch with them, then. I can certainly reach out. I would appreciate it. Yes. Petra did mention there was the Torberbog uh, henge. Yeah. Uh, is one there, is that correct? Torberbog, yeah. And uh, this is not widely known? The, the one at Torberbog? This is the messages she was sending. This is the impression I get. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I hadn't heard of it till recently. But to be fair, I hadn't heard of henges at all until recently, so... I might not be the uh, 
the Dravanian expert on them. Okay. Do you know of others in Dravane? Not off the top of my head. A lot of I used to be part of the Fenrenders, and we did some some crossing here and there into your lands. Not your lands, these lands. They're not my lands. But unfortunately, we did not find many whilst I was with him. It surprises me. The Torbe Bog, we knew there was one near there, so that there is one there. The, perhaps I send uh, some people to investigate. <laughs> oh, shoot. If this, <laughs> it will obviously be slightly trespassing, but I think we can all agree if there is a problem with the hinges, people must look after them. I mean, I'm with you on that one. Okay. It will be done. You... You look after them, you protect them. Yes. I can tell you about another one. Oh? Do you know of the Lockhold Woods? I do not, but... Please? There's a henge there. It's been protected for a long time. It's been kept safe. It's been well looked after. Respected. Uh, cared for as much as I guess you can care for rocks, I don't know. Um, but I have reason to believe it might not be so protected anymore. They look cold wood. And I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but I feel like a friend of mine who might also be a friend of yours might like to know that it's being looked after. Okay. We can look after it. I'm not bargaining here, but... we are definitely going to need some more information on the henges. I've shared information with you. So... Mm -hmm. when the time comes, I hope you'll remember that. Yes. Uh, You are a friend of Petra... Therefore, you are my friend. Yeah. And you tell me about the Lockholt Woodhenge. So, we are friends. Good. Just to warn you, um, I don't know what state it's in at the moment or what's going on around it. Uh, we left in somewhat of a rush and there were high-level disagreements, not amongst our group, Uh about ownership of the henge, or... Uh, there are always issues near the henges. We okay. will be careful. Be prepared. We are We are prepared. I th- think the zombie animals are all dead. Oh! Or re-dead. More dead things near the henges. Yes. Yeah. That is fine. Fenrenders can deal with dead things. Make them more okay. dead, hopefully. And just so we're clear, you're only interested in... Looking after the hench, you're not interested in folks nearby, anything like that, are you? No, no. The people who live nearby are very safe, unless they get in the way. They are quite superstitious about that wood. I don't think they'll be causing you any issues. Then this, I will promise to you, I will keep them safe. Well, I'm making promises I cannot keep. I will direct my people where, and if I must, to protect the henge only and keep the townspeople out of the wood. Yeah. Okay. And if 
me and my friends ever needed to visit. Visit? Me? The Henge. Oh. Well, yes. Let me know. I will let my people know. Good. Okay. Well, I have ambassadors to protect. Oh, yes, of course. Um, Sorry, uh, Petra mentioned that oh, I think we know uh, we have a friend in common. Mm-hmm. Juna? I don't know. Juna? Do I believe her? <laughs> uh, make an insight check. Yeah. I haven't rolled a dice. <laughs> it's been just chats, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I've literally not rolled a dice. I was like, oh yeah, D&D, you rolled dice. <laughs> 15. No. She seems very confused. She doesn't know a Juna. Is this the person that was watching me? Oh, maybe, yeah. I'm not sure why she was doing that, sorry. That's okay. Tell if Juna is your friend. Perhaps don't watch me, but if she needs to contact me. Okay. I will probably be unprepared for that, <sighs> but I will answer. I mean, the good news is that she can contact you, or, or I can contact you now, so... Oh, if you please contact me instead of her contacting okay. me. I at least know your face. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think my face will appear. Um, It's a pretty new invention, this. Uh, or in sort of fingers, the, the little sort of radio-esque transmitter that he uses for his sending spells. Um, But you'll hear me anyway. Good. Okay. Well, I am back to work. It is pleasure meeting you, Orin. Petra. Don't be dead for so long. Eh. Petra's like, well, again, I'm not dead. Um, it has been lovely seeing you, Secret. Um, but yes, I'll let you go. I will talk to you again soon, okay? Wonderful. Okay, right. Goodbye. Stay safe. Don't die on your way out, okay? And she sort of walks out, downs the last of the tea that she'd made, uh, and leaves. <laughs> well, okay. Um, that wasn't a complete success, but there was something, I, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Fenrender's on side. Huzzah! Yeah. I feel like that might be a useful ally to have on our side. Okay, so, um, shall we leave? Yes, right, where's next? Well, out of the palace for a start. Yep, that's a good shout. If you don't mind. And she steps forward and takes over your body. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of pushing back feeling happens again for you. You feel like you're being drifted back. There is still a little bit of clarity where you've had a moment of being yourself. But what you start to see even as this connection becomes very loose, is not comforting. She starts to make her way through the palace as she's sort of keeping an eye out on guards, stopping where she needs to, making a very secure route as far as you think. There is, after a moment of, like, drifting back, you realise that she is running from something. And then the next thing that you're kind of aware of is that you are in the throne room there in front of you there is a very large space there are suddenly a lot of guards who are turning a small crowd the throne a very large beautiful chair is sat at the end stained glass windows behind it and a very old looking mage in these glimpses that you can see is standing toward the front of this room and she looks very much like an old Petragranius (gasps) oh no and there is some kind of scuffle, some fight. Suddenly, 
action is happening. You can feel the, the magical energy as Petra is channeling through you. Um, Ghost Petra, not Arch Magus Petra. Young Petra. The young Petra. For a very brief moment, you feel like she is being pulled away from you. Ooh. There is a shock. You you have full control over your your own face for a moment as like hers is lifted out, but then it shunts back in. There is more running, more flashes of Im- images as you're trying to keep control of what your body is doing, and then suddenly you crash into snow. Ooh. You roll into the snow, and she rolls out of you, and you ache. Bloody, bruised, you feel like you are on death's door. And she kind of half floats up, doesn't really stand up, but she rushes over. She's like, Orin, 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 um, are you... Um, sorry, I didn't know where else to take us. There was... She was there. And are you okay? Are you, you're alive? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, can I pull out my bees and start... <laughs> yeah, administering to whatever wounds I have currently picked up. Um, ah, what, ah, was that Petra? Not Petra. Um, Chargelt. Was that her? I think so. Um, yes. Uh, somebody seemed to. Um, well, it just all went wrong, Orin. Um, what happened? They were chasing me, and then who? Just the guards. I was trying to uh, find a spot to be able to teleport away, and but then I, I took a wrong door clearly, and and I, I don't know how much you saw, and she was there, and other mages were there, and and so there was. I've got us here, at the very least. Where are we? Uh, Lyodon's downfall, I think they call it. The Woden Isles. Oh. We're back in the Woden Isles. I assume Orin has heard of Lyodin's downfall. Yes. Nice. Y- yes, um... I don't know how much you know about this place. We're on Lyodin's downfall? Yes, um... I've heard this is... not the safest place to be. It's not. Uh, especially not for the magically inclined, but... I just figured if they were going to try and follow me, us, they wouldn't be able to from here. I didn't even know you could teleport here. Right. Okay. Have you been here before? No. Right. So you kind of look around. It is daytime, but it is cold, and there is just snow. That's all you can see. Did you aim anywhere specific? Just here. I knew it would, uh, as I say, disrupt any attempt at scrying and such at the moment. Yeah. There is going to be a lot of background magic around here. Um, how? You need help. Yeah. Um, how am I doing? <laughs> roll for your bees. Roll, roll your bees. Uh, roll for my bees. Roll your bees. <laughs> see, see how much they're giving you. Okay, I'll have probably done them at a second level, say, to uh, give myself a little bit of something. Oh, I've, I've not had to, not had to roll many <laughs> dice at all. Let's roll some more dice. I need a d8. Let's roll it twice. Oh, oh, okay. I've got 15 hit points back on top of whatever I was on before. So you're at 25, which is nice. Okay. okay. Enough. That's, that's good. Um, that's enough. I fear just from that small reaction there that perhaps the Dravanian government is um, 
I'm clearly in support of the founders in some way. Who else? Who else was in the room? I couldn't really see. I just saw a, a, a glimpse. It, uh, there was a moment when uh, it was like she was trying to pull you out of the body, my body, yes. out of the, the car or whatever we wanted to call it. Who else was in there? Uh, I don't know. A great many um, nobility. Nobody I recognised. Berrien? No. Time and Prevost? I, I wouldn't know. I described Time and Prevost. Uh, no, I don't think so. Any of the other consortium that you knew? No. Okay. No, that at least I can be sure. I think we might have to, to branch out a little bit, Orin. Yeah? Perhaps outside the country. Outside the country? What, well, Orkosh? Well, we have friends there, yes. But no, I was... Again, from the time before I was trapped, I've made some friends in places that perhaps I shouldn't. Okay. And um, I know a professor in in Ayland. Professor? Yes. Perhaps he can help. What sort of professor? Uh, an arcane professor of sorts. Uh, he he used to work at a um, well as as part of their their tactical army, as it were. And um, well, I just figured if we're going to have trouble inside the country. It would be worth having friends outside of it. Yeah? Besides, you do not look very well. No, I don't feel great. I don't know what magic she used on me, but I did not appreciate that. Um, well, used on us, I should say. Yes. What's this professor's name, just out of curiosity? Iboria. Uh, Iboria Kirel. Oh, okay. I've never heard of them, have I? No. Right. And you can get us there? You're not... Uh, knackered with what have you been doing? No. I can get us there and we can rest there. Get us there from here? That might be the tricky part. Shall we go? Unless you'd rather sit for a while. I'm not personally feeling the cold, but... I know. I don't really feel the cold. Oh, okay. One last little jaunt then. Come on then. And she leans over you almost as if to pick you up off of the floor and you feel her drift into your body once more maybe it's because you're not in the healthiest of states <laughs> uh, but the that sort of blurriness that dreamlike quality does take over that little bit quicker and you, you feel like you need to sleep Yeah. but in those few brief moments that you have a bit of consciousness you do sense that you have moved the snow is gone. There is heat around you, quite a comfortable warmth. And the few brief glimpses you get, you find yourself in a library like space. Ooh. And she's talking to some people and moving about. You find a nice bed to rest on, uh, and you feel your body sleep for a bit. Dwayne. Mm. <gasps> Hello. You have been hanging out in the University of Ayland, having made some friends uh, in your recent adventures. I say recent. You've been there for about a month and a half at this point, and to be honest, it's probably getting a bit dull for you. Yes, I imagine. Uh, look, I've never been the academic type. Uh, I do enjoy learning, but there's 
really only so much one can discover. I find, after a certain point, I find uh, doing things a bit more effective, uh, a teacher. Um... <laughs> uh- as you are trying to keep yourself entertained one day, and whilst you're like, you know, you've gone out on a few little close excursions to things, as you are just bumming about the university, having a little drink to yourself, <laughs> Orin walks past, down a corridor, <laughs> pays you no mind, disappears into a different room. <laughs> oh, hello, where... Sorry, no, is he just going by? <laughs> just gone. <laughs> yeah. I like take out a quick little hand mirror, look at myself, like, did I, did I lose something? I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I smile. I smile at my reflection and try and summon the little ding. Uh, and I'm like, oh, goodness. Uh, I go running after him, uh, <laughs> trying to remember his name as well. <laughs> I definitely know. I definitely recognize him, but I can't entirely place. And I don't remember his name. Uh, sort of, and as you sort of, yeah, run up, run through the door after him, tap him on the shoulder, turns, is like, hello. Hello. <laughs> I've got a beautiful soprano there. I, I, sorry, uh, it's been a while. <laughs> you know, Dwayne. Has it? It's me, Dwayne. Yeah, yes, D- Dwayne. Yes, and it's, it's you. been so long. <laughs> oh, it's, it really has. Um, far too well, long. Far too, far, far <laughs> too long. Um, well, it's wonderful to see. Are you in town long? Oh, I've been here for over a month. Uh, where's the, where oh. are the rest? Because uh, you, you were traveling with people, weren't you? You were, you sly dog. <laughs> uh, yes, I was. Uh, um, yes, you were. Um, chief. I gave a little punch to the knee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or I guess to the, to the arm, because Oren's also quite small. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, just a brief moment. I just need to talk to myself, if that's... <laughs> okay. Right. Have at it, then. Can I roll an insight check? On- Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Just trying to figure out how I remember this person and also what is up. Uh, that's a 12. A 12. You know, you're putting the pieces together. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah this is this is one of Gwendolyn's friends. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, how is Gwendolyn? Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. I'll let you. Um... <laughs> yeah, like you're like, this is this is a bit. Is, I mean, he was quite quiet whilst you were, saw him last. So maybe this is just how he is. Can I? remembering Gwendolyn, I think, reminds me of that whole adventure that we had most recently. Mm. And of course, uh, not only that, but the correspondence that I received from Juna. And then I'm like, Juna, mm-hmm. of course. Oh, she does like to read my read minds. And I think to myself, should I? Oh, why not? Let's be a bit naughty. Uh, and I'd like to cast Detect Thoughts and just read his surface thoughts to figure out what the deal is. <laughs> See if maybe I can remember his name. <laughs> At the very least. So as you see him kind of like back away and just like tuck himself behind a bookcase for a moment, you just like stop on the other side of the bookcase <laughs> and listen in. And initially what you hear is again that very soft soprano going, oh, okay, it was unexpected, but perhaps I already know something. And then suddenly that single almost like spot of a thought that you can hear starts to separate and you hear this one thought. And Orin's thoughts in his natural voice. Um, and he's disorientated, I suppose, a little bit. And then you hear their actual voices on the other side of the bookcase. <laughs> uh, 
Orin, there's a, a small gentleman, a uh, big blue afro, seems to know who you are. Um, big blue there's, afro. There's, uh, uh, Dwayne. Yes, I, I, some kind of, there's something draconic about him. I don't really understand, but um, slightly scathed. Dwayne's here? Dwayne, yes, that's, he said his name. Do you know him? Yeah. Okay, um, uh, should I stay here? Do you want to go out there? How does this work? Uh, sure. Do you want to come? I don't know. Okay. Will he be surprised? I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay. Please, this is happening. And then creeping back around (laughs) (laughs) the bookcase comes Orin and a ghostly spectral figure following. She is as equally petite as Orin, has the air of like a china doll about her with, she's very spectral and like see-through in a kind of tealy kind of way. Like a ghost. Hello. Hello. Oh. Orin! Yes! Good to see you! <laughs> Dwayne! Yes, your, well, your voice really dropped, uh, didn't it? <laughs> Sudden puberty. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> never you mind. Um, It's good to see you! And I should, uh, Dwayne at this point, he looks largely the same, except that I think around his eyes is generally pretty scaly, and the eyes themselves oh. have, uh, he has dragon eyes. I think he keeps his dragon eyes most of the time. Whoa. He does not like to reveal fully that he is a dragon, but mm-hmm. he likes to wear it like, oh, maybe people will assume I'm part dragonborn. <laughs> you know, one of those things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he says, so good to see you. Good to see you. Where is who? Where is Gwendolyn? And also where? Who? Oh, I'm sorry, we haven't properly met. Who's your Who's your translucent friend here? Hello, hello. Oh, this is Petra. Uh, Petragranius. Petragranius. I uh, was to be Archmagus of the Ar- Arcanist Consortium, but uh, technically, kind of are. Technically, I am. My goodness, I don't know what diet you're on, but clearly, it's doing wonders. You look light as a feather. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> she eats a lot. <laughs> really? Well, I don't know Cutting where you're putting to it. to Orin. <laughs> In him, mostly, as you can tell. Yeah. Oh, what a- Orin sort of looks down, <laughs> pats his tummy. <laughs> oh, what a lovely friendship this is. Uh, so good to meet you, or see, meet you, uh, Petra. And Orin, you're making friends in very high places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, met all sorts of people. What an interesting few days it's been. Um, Dwayne, you seem more yourself again, <laughs> says Orin, sort of looking at his eyes yes. as well. And being I like, should explain this, shouldn't I? Um, yeah. So you, you might have gathered when I <laughs> absconded there. Uh, <laughs> Flew off. Yes, exactly. Uh, I Look, I apologise for that. I and, and please, extend my deepest apologies to the rest of the group. It... I've been struggling with some things and working through quite a lot uh, recently. And um, the short version of the story is, I'm a dragon. Oh. Yeah. I think we've figured that one out. Oh, you already caught up, practically. Can I just clarify? Uh, yeah. Um, a full dragon? Or uh, I just assumed some draconic heritage about you. Yourself. Oh no, I'm I'm fully a dragon. Uh, my my f- mother was a dragon, dragon. named Serafina. She's blue. My father was a copper dragon, Gerontius. Yes, I'm half blue, half copper. I suppose. <laughs> Orin, you never said you knew a dragon. I uh, it doesn't come up in conversation much. Um, half blue, half copper. What a combination! I can show you if you want. 
and I'll pull out the postcard that we got from Lake Trevane <laughs> that the postcard seller had had drawn <laughs> of a blue copper tinged dragon flying over Lake Trevane. Well, you know what they say. The paint adds ten pounds. <laughs> you look very svelte to me. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know where you found her, Orin, but she's a real firecracker. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where, where is everyone else? Where's the rest of the group? Where's dear Squiddy? I, I literally don't know. Really? Yeah. They were heading to the tea fields when I last saw them, but that was... Did you... Um, was there a falling out? No, 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 no. Um, I'm afraid I've rather k- kidnapped him. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Body nap him? Yeah. We're okay about it now. For the... Can I roll an insight check just to make sure? <laughs> I just want to make I want to check up on my man or <laughs> Yeah, you're rolling insight on me. Uh, on her well, on the situation. Okay. I just want to see what the dynamic yeah. is. That was a sixteen. I just want to see if I'm getting good vibes from this and not <laughs> like Haha, we're fine, aren't we? <laughs> I control you. Yeah, one to the head. Um I'd say from her, you get the sense that there is there's quite a heavy weight of guilt. In what she's done, mm-hmm. she's like, there's an air of like, oh, it needed to be done, but she is actually not that comfortable with having done it. Mm-hmm. How does Orin feel? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, Orin's not been sort of conscious of himself for a huge amount of time in the last few days, enough to to have sort of had huge kind of like decisions. But I think, yeah, Orin is is comfortable enough with the situation. Mm-hmm. Would be the impression that you get. He's he's not being held against his will at this point. Well, it, it, it's it's wonderful to get to see you. I'm I'm so you were separated. Uh, well, body napped, yeah. but that's all fine now. Yeah. Yeah. Were you hoping to to get back to them? I certainly am, um, Petra. I don't know how much more you need me for at this point. Or well, I have been having a think, Orin. Actually, I'm afraid I did rather break my promise there in keeping you safe. Yeah. So I, I, I think we should return. To your friend. You'll come too? No. That was part of my reason for coming here, actually, was to find somebody that, somebody that I could trust and, and stay with them. I see. And I feel like everything's a bit unresolved with your situation. I start playing a sad song. <laughs> <laughs> just quietly. Oh, yeah, just quietly. Playing a sad song. <laughs> I've missed having a bard around. Um, <laughs> It is, unfortunately. But as as we've said, there is there are bigger problems. Besides, I wasn't the only one trapped, was I? No. It looks toward, toward Dwayne. Unless you happen to know anybody who's who's very good at underwater espionage, by any chance. <laughs> uh, do I know anyone who's good at underwater espionage? <laughs> uh, uh, Can I roll a history check? The only person. <laughs> Who I, I could think there's Tarnak's Tarnak's underwater diving suit, but apart from that, <laughs> that's exactly who I was thinking of, and I was like, I don't even know if we found him. <laughs> but <laughs> Tarnak, we don't even know if they're, they're alive at this point. Ah, <laughs> uh, Tarnak, <laughs> the question mark is he alive? <laughs> the, the question mark at the end. Of what happened to that? Well, there are a great many people that I need to rescue, and well, uh, and a big problem that seems to be facing the whole the whole nation. Yeah. I I feel like I'm really sort of stepping in in the middle of something, but I I would be remiss if I did not uh, at least offer. I have been here for over a month, and I have in that time made 
quite a few contacts. A rather friendly fellow, you see. So it, people just seem to gravitate towards me, you know. <laughs> uh, you are charming. Oh, well, thank you. So are you. Very charming. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Okay. Well, if, if in fact you are staying, I would love to, the opportunity to be able to uh, at least show you around. Because I, I, I'm assuming, perhaps wrongly, that it's been a little while since you were last here. Well, yes, uh, 30, well, 40 years. Oh, my. At this point. You're so much younger than you look. I mean, rather, <laughs> uh, rather, wait. <laughs> I say, strike that, reverse it. Um, and smile. Again. <laughs> he can get away with anything. <laughs> I don't know if it's just something about bards, but, um, well, this bard in particular. Did you happen to know Orin's friends? Oh, yes, I know them. I've met them. We've had a run-in. I actually, I used to be, uh, well, uh, involved uh, with one of... Not with Gaius. Oh, no, no, he wishes. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Yeah. But I was, uh, I was actually involved uh, with uh, one of them. Her name is Gwendolyn. Uh, she's rather tall, very oh, beautiful, yes. sort of greyish skin, uh, beautiful green hair, very, very prim, proper, well-dressed, and surprisingly physically capable. <laughs> I mean in a fight. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure in every way. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. <laughs> I do. <laughs> right. Um, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Orin, you're still here. Um, uh, yeah, um, I'm still here. Please, Orin, uh, yes, well, jump in. I, oh, no, Orin, I was going to say, sorry, I oh, was going to say, you were wondering, do you know where your friends are at the moment? Well, last time I was in contact with them, they were going to the uh, Henge at the uh, Ferrygold Tea Fields. Right. I, I don't know where they've gone now. I'm afraid I cannot help you uh, contact them directly, but I might be able to help you perhaps learn where they are. Oh, sure, sure. yeah, uh, yes. you can do that. I've been doing a little bit of studying in my time here, you know. You pick things up. <laughs> what what have you been what have you been doing here? Oh, well, uh among other things, I learned a couple of new spells. Oh, yes, in particular, check this out. Uh and I take out uh a small shard of sapphire. Probably well, small for most people, for the for dudes our size probably <laughs> because it fits yeah. our palm. Uh, and I hand it over, yeah. Say Yes, gaze into that, and I will try and show you, or at least show oh. myself, and by proxy I can tell you, you know, can you, can you read my mind? Can you read minds? Uh, no. Oh, never mind then. I'll narrate it, uh, and I would like to cast, <laughs> I would like to cast uh, scrying. Yeah. Ooh. Now, David, you can absolutely uh, naysay this. I would mm. like to say that I, at some point, acquired uh, perhaps a lock of Gwendolyn's hair. And I would like to use that to help with this. Uh, That's like an extra. Yeah, help an extra boost. Because uh, I know yeah. her very well. And I also have like a piece of uh, mm. a piece of her hair, which would lower the DC or at least raise the DC rather uh, for, for the saving throw. Yeah, Absolutely. In lieu of uh, Grace actually being here, yeah, it would be a plus fifteen. So, or rather, uh, uh, the DC, oh my gosh, wow. the DC would be in this case, I guess, my save DC is seventeen. She would normally have to hit that, but she has a minus ten uh, to whatever she rolls. So the DC is essentially thirty-two. <laughs> wow! Really point of me rolling. Uh, I don't know if she can hit that. That's amazing. 
I'll try it just in case she gets the natural 20. That is... I rolled a 12, so... <laughs> that's not bad. I mean, it's, it's not a 32. It's not a 32. <laughs> 32, Jeremy. What is that? <laughs> I forgot what having Dwayne Fabulous Eloquence bards. It was like... Eloquence bards. <laughs> I'm irresistible, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, how does it How does it appear to you? How, do, how, do, how does the image... Like conjure itself for. Um, I mean, for the sake of, uh, I guess, for the sake of expediency, I, I think normally it would be like I'd look into the sapphire. I'm wondering if mm-hmm. if we can maybe bend it a teeny bit so that he can see. Like I'm like my eyes basically turn into visually sapphires, but he can see in mm-hmm. the sapphire what I'm seeing. Like I'm able to project what I'm seeing over to that. Yeah, almost in like a sort of crystal ball kind of a way. Yeah. Like the image is there almost for anyone looking in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this sort of the image coalesces inside of this sapphire. I'm assuming at this point you're not just like all three of you kind of stood in the middle of a corridor either. Like, <laughs> we, we go back to the, we'll way go back the hallway. Go back. Yeah, we'll we'll sneak on. back behind. <laughs> Other people walking past, being like, "There's a ghost. This guy's casting spells." <laughs> like, What's going on? <laughs> but yeah, so you find this little space, and it yeah, this image coalesces within the sapphire, and there is a ruined forest. I say ruined. It's it's almost dead. There are gnarled trees that have a... For this time of year, isn't... You know, normally they'd be full of life, but whilst there are, like, sparse bits of leaves and things, it's mostly dry and slightly dead, rotting wood. Lots of mud. And a small... A small pond, a small lake. And the party are edging their way around this lake. You can see Gwendolyn, Gaius... Juna and Enkidu kind of very carefully watching where they're putting their feet so that they don't slip. They seem to have an idea, like you get the sense that they're very much heading in a particular direction, but for the entire time you watch them, they're just very carefully, you know, lending a hand to each other to get over bigger roots, uh, climbing onto like bits of drier rock where they can. But it's just this little journey through, yeah, quite a, quite a dead looking forest. Um, is it possible for either of us to tell roughly where they might be? From an assumption, uh, Orin knows that they were roughly heading towards the... Torbebok? The Crownswood. Oh. Uh, was down by Twaintide. So that's the biggest forest near to where you knew that they were. As to that, that's the only assumption you can make. But neither of you recognize the place. Does it look bog-like? <laughs> Less, less bog-like less, and more just like a mud, muddy, okay. fo- muddy forest. Okay. And yeah, Dwayne, like yeah. over all the places that you've been like crossing the border and such, it doesn't look like that kind of boggy land. It looks like just a, like it's been raining for a few days in this forest, this dead forest. And so like the mud has just become quite difficult to move through. Okay. Uh, um, I, I guess as the spell ends, I'll turn to Orin and say, So, was any of that helpful for you? Uh, they're in a muddy forest. Right. Crownswood? Um. Somewhere in the Crownswood, maybe? Possibly. You know, you're lucky I like you. I have one other thing that might be able to help with this. <laughs> I would like to cast Legend Lore, uh, which is a Ooh. bard spell. It's a fifth level bard spell. With my last fifth level spell slot, I would oh, like to cast yeah. Legend Lore to see if I can... Because essentially I'll read the spell. You can name or describe mm. a person, place, or object. 
The spell brings to your mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing you named. The lore might consist of current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been widely known. If the thing you named isn't of legendary importance, you gain no information. Mm-hmm. If the more information you already have about the thing, the more precise and detailed the information you receive is. Okay, okay. So I would like, rather than specifically asking about the crown's wood, because if they're not in the crown's wood, then that's just going to give us information mm. about the crown's where they're not. <laughs> yeah, I would right, like right. to describe in his... I m- think you asked. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're, yeah, it looks like you're trying to find. <laughs> uh, I would like to describe the the forest and i would like to essentially do it I, i'll just play like a low drone on the hurdy-gurdy and uh and it'll be it'll take the form of me essentially like uh describing in sort of a little a small sing song uh all the different features that i saw as well as the people that i know are currently inside of it mm-hmm. so as sort of you're playing this song um and singing the sort of the question out and like this whole description you as your words finish the tune continues and it almost you almost start to hear this whole other melody start to play uh, over the top of what you're playing and whilst it doesn't have words you understand in that musical way what it is that it's trying to tell you and that first of all this is the crownswood but that this particular area of the crownswood is being corrupted and affected by by, by a thinning of the barrier, we'll say, between this plane and the abyssal realm. There, something is leaking out and it has affected this area of the Crownswood. There is somebody there uh, at the heart of the tears who is trying to stop that from happening. None of the people that you've named, but there is a protector of sorts over, over this area. They're just not doing a very good job. I will relay all of that uh, to Orin. Why? And then say, well, it, it sounds like they're in a... They're in rather a dangerous situation. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a good place to be. Of course, that's right where they are. Yes. They, you always find a way to get yourselves into trouble, don't you? Well, <laughs> look at me. Sometimes we have friends or sisters. <laughs> exactly. Look at him, because you have no idea. Well, you saw the postcard. Let me tell you, that was an <laughs> entire adventure. There were evil plants. Uh, a man was dragged away uh, by crocodiles. Whoa. It was a real mess. A real mess. <laughs> a man was dragged away by crocodiles. Yes, yes. It was not good. Oh, my goodness. I think it was crocodiles. It was either that or vines. You know, it's difficult to tell in the dark. <laughs> And I, I had to confront uh, my own, uh, my own ex-husband, uh, ex in more of the uh, physical sense. We never had a proper divorce, you see. Uh, he, he more was divorced from life. Right. Yes. I, I, I see. Orin doesn't see. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll, I'll get you. Right. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm so used to, um, in my life, I have lived a life of um, deception. In many ways. And uh, this is me trying to be forthright and forthcoming, which is not something that comes naturally to me, you see. It's much easier to massage the truth. <laughs> David? Yeah? <laughs> Does Dwayne seem to be telling the truth? <laughs> I mean, feel free to make an insight check. Yes, but, but I mean, it's absolutely pointless. Very much. <laughs> oh, you believe it. A natural it. 19 for I think that's a 21. Uh... <laughs> Uh, on either Ooh. deception or persuasion, I cannot roll below a 23. 
<laughs> I, I cannot. I cannot. It is physically impossible for me to better that score. <laughs> so uh, Orin will take Dwayne at face value, rightly or wrongly. Yeah. And go, and it all seems very truthful. Oh, really? Feels like you've turned over a new leaf. Uh, well, I'm trying. <laughs> you, uh, it's, these leaves, when you uh, let them grow for as long as I have, it can be very difficult to turn them over. Take quite a uh, long time. Yeah. yeah, I see. But, but, but you need to be heading back to your friends, am I correct? Uh, yeah. So, Orin, um, I suppose this is goodbye for the moment. I'll stay here with, um, sorry, Dwayne, was it? Yes, well, Dwayne, I tend to introduce myself as Dwayne. It's sort of the identity that I've used for quite some time, but I also, my real name, uh, or rather my birth name, is Dontavian. Oh, Dontavian. Am I? What an inflection. Oh. <laughs> oh. Are you sure you can't well, stay, uh, Orin, to help me? To help you with... Never what? mind, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I'll, I'll stay with Dontavian here, and... Um... Oh, I see, to help you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, mouthing, like, and like, or in, in like doing like that. No, not helping me. Yes, I'll stay with Dontavian and Orin. Um, I'll return to you to your friends. Is that enough information for you to get me to where they are, or am I just going to end up somewhere in the Crownswood? Yes. No. Um, I've seen, I've seen where they are. So if we're quick, I can drop you there, right next to them. Okay. Before you go, I I just need to oh, please yeah. wait one moment. Uh, and I just say, where's my peck? Serophius, uh, Serophius, and I give a little whistle and clopping, uh, half clopping, half clicking from around the corner is uh, a, the best way to describe it would be a half dragon, half horse, which resembles, if for anybody wanting to look up like an idea of what this would look like, a longma, which is sort of a Chinese dragon horse. Mechanically, this is, if with your permission, David, uh, a dragonelle which one can summon using the Find Greater Steed spell. Absolutely, Whoa. yes. Uh, which Dwayne took with his, the other spell from his magical secrets. Uh, and I, uh, this, this, uh, this half horse, half dragon has, uh, blue fur with copper scales and a very dragon-like head. It's a dragon-like head, uh, hooves, but the hooves also stretch out into claws, uh, and just very elegant and beautiful and also quite large. Uh, this is size large and has a full set of like <laughs> dragon wings uh, on its back. These beautiful uh, half uh, copper and blue dragon wings. And it sort of steps around and it has like a pack. And I say, right, please wait right there. I run over and say, where did you get to <laughs> little scamp? Uh, as I'm like hurriedly writing something <laughs> on a on a piece of paper. Uh, and I say, right. OK, uh, please. Uh, when you arrive, give this uh, to Gwendolyn. And tell her it's from me. I will do. Yes. Uh, tell her there was more I wish I could have written, but unfortunately, that simply wasn't time. I, please, you have to get going. I, I'm sorry to have kept you, I, I and will. it's so good to see you. Oh, it's good to see you too, Dwayne. Uh, um, yeah. Mr. Dontavian, um, is it right if I just borrow you for a quick second, then? Oh, oh of course. Wonderful. <laughs> um, Orin, truly, um, I am sorry for not keeping you as safe as I promised. Yeah. But I think we've done some good work, hopefully. I think so. Good. And uh yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll be in touch. And um Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if June is in touch before too long as well, Dwayne. Oh, well, 
Excellent. Uh, I shall prepare myself. <laughs> it was quite a surprise last time. <laughs> yeah, she she has that way. Um, and tell everyone I said hello. I, I will do. I, I will. And I'll, I'll lend Gwen one of my pages from my notebook so she can reply to this letter. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you ever so much. It's very kind of you. <laughs> uh, I take Oren's hand and I say, truly, I know I can sometimes feel simultaneously completely insincere and far too sincere. But I do want to tell you, truly, I am sorry for any problems that I've caused you or the rest of your party. And I do truly hold fondness for all of you in my heart. Even if I can't always remember your names. <laughs> remember our names? What? Oh, look at that! Uh, I'm, just sort of turn. <laughs> I'm just rolling insight on that. Ain't no idea. Orange um, is like, uh-huh. And Petra steps forward. You feel a very soft hand on your shoulder, Dwayne. And then you feel her step into your body. The question really is how much you resist her control for this brief moment. Uh, I think there's an initial, like, what is happening? Uh, like, <laughs> mm. but I think uh, Dwayne realized, like, he puts it together and he's like, oh, 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 this isn't the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so from, like, sort of Dwayne's eyes sort of shift from being this, this draconic eyes to being Petra's and sort of with a, with a nod and a smile, she tries doing the twinkly thing, but it doesn't work. <laughs> oh, that just looks weird. No, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. She sort of moves her hands in, in the somatic components, and a very bright light appears directly behind you. She says, good luck with the abyss and that. Thanks. And she sort of pushes you backwards into the, into the light. <laughs> the portal disappears, and she relinquishes control of you, Dwayne. Ah, <sighs> well... You've got to warn someone next time before you just go climbing inside of them like that. Listen, I'm going to be frank with you. I need to be quite physical with someone, and I didn't quite feel comfortable doing that with Oren. But you seem very charming. Right. I think for a, I think for a brief moment, and I think... Would anyone else mind? And then, I, and then I look at her, and I'm like... I mean... Okay, why not? We can a little bit. We can discuss it later. <laughs> uh, Wonderful. Yes, Gwendolyn and I can discuss it later. I mean, let's go. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, Serophius, uh, watch the door uh, as we go running off to wherever <laughs> down the corridor down to enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where we're going to end the episode. Oh. Wow. Well done, everyone. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me back. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming back. This was a delight. Uh, I I cannot wait to find out the context of whatever else. (laughs) What's just happened? (laughs) You have been listening to David Knight as your dungeon master, Ben Galpin as Orin Quill. And special guest, Jeremy Cobb, as Dwayne Fabulosa. With original music by David Knight. This episode was edited by Ben Galpin. Please tell your friends, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. Thank you for listening to No Small Roles. Anon for now.
Anan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.